Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're Titans of Doom, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a podcast about lesser-known bands and lesser-known artists and songs we really think you should check out. We're still in lockdown, we're coming from you from lockdown. We're really happy to have you on board. Have a, have a listen. Uh, as always, I'm Wayne and with me I have a Richie. Say hello, Richie. Hello, Richie. Brilliant. And I also have uh, Neil. Say hello, Neil. Greetings and salutations. He's waving because we're doing something brand new on this episode where we're recording it through Zoom. And with us, our very special guest for episode eight, we have Coisonous and Lockie from the Titans of Doom. Say hello, guys. Yo. Hello. <laughs> As you can tell, they're very excited to be here. <laughs> hello. Hello, indeed. Yes, hello. Brilliant. So before we get into this, we all, we've started the last two episodes with, and, and the B-sides, we've started with the whole, how are we doing with this, score yourself out of 10, what's, how's it going on in lockdown? So one being oh my god, I can't do this no more, I think I'm actually going to fucking run out the door and kill myself. Ten being, this is the best thing that's ever fucking happened to me. So we'll start with Neil. How are you doing, Neil? Um, I'm still about at eight at the moment, I think, but it could go downhill quite rapidly next week um, because we've um, uh, Rachel's going to start working from home as well as me. So it's going to be interesting. Working in a library? How the fuck does that work? <laughs> doing book reviews and stuff like that, apparently. Ah, right, okay. So it's, it's, it's sort of going to be a bit of a balancing act between us both working and looking after the kids and all the rest of it. So, I was, uh, yeah, I can see that getting stressed. I was thinking to myself when you said it, how the fucking hell is she going to virtual book stack? I don't understand how she's going to be able to do that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Rich, how's, how's it going for you? Twelve. <laughs> it sounds more like a three, to be honest, than a twelve. <laughs> yeah, as you know, I'm st- I'm I'm completely completely losing the plot um I, I i've got in my head that we're going to go into like um into some sort of civil war type situation and people are going to start breaking into houses it's going to get all evil uh, what's it called a walking, walking dead, dead. not the evil dead so I've, as you know i've been out and i've spent hundreds of pounds on a, a new crossbow very, very powerful i mean it literally shoots straight away through you through your head it's really powerful, and uh, I thought if that's not dangerous enough, I've just bought a load of really pointy tips for the arrows as well, just in case, you know, because it's not good enough just to have a crossbow. You need to have, you, you need to make it absolutely lethal. So, um, yeah, I'm doing fine. So, at the end of this, you're either going to be <laughs> the most prepared for the apocalypse, or a man who's got a crossbow. That's the way it works. You know, win-win. <laughs> 
I'm I'm about a nine this week. You know, I've I've got my new machines. I've got all my new equipment. I'm uh, yeah, I'm loving life. And uh, yeah, film a day. So yeah, it's been it's been good. I'm I'm in, I'm I wouldn't say I'm enjoying lockdown because it's scary just switching the telly on. But yeah, it could be far worse, far far worse. So yeah, it's good. Cause Have you been listening to lots of music? Yes, loads and loads. Have you had the system up with the lockdown? The system. Had your system up in the lockdown? My system. This system up in the lockdown. Did you know the blue song? Okay. Edit that out. Uh, uh, edit, edit that out. No, that's staying. So. <laughs> I've just got what song you're on about. Just about. Right. Uh, Coisiness, how about you? Are, are you coping between one to ten with the lockdown? Uh, well, I think coping is the operative word. Um, I, it, it's a strange one. Uh, I'd say about six. Um, I think I have weed, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. The, the fact is, I, I said I think I have weed. I definitely have weed, uh, so I'm good. Um, I've been Sorry, just, just to clarify, Coisiness, is that that you you have uh, substances to smoke, or you've been to the toilet? No, <laughs> he has one. Well, weed. well, well, well <laughs> both, <laughs> both actually. Um, Smoke that much is just weed. Oh, <laughs> well, well, one could end up facilitating the other, but I won't say True. which one. Um, no, it's been good. I've just been writing more than anything. I think uh, it's it's given me an opportunity to just go without wishing to go too deep into it. what is it that I really want to do with life. I just want to write and rap. So I think, yeah. Uh, it's okay at the moment, but much like Richie, I'm scared it's going to go down the the Walking Dead route. I'm, I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it does. That's, There's I'm a part of me that hopes it does as well. I I am fully under the belief that I would be very Rick Grimes about everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean. A close friend of mine has told me that that isn't true. I'd probably be more like Otis. Uh, so I, I I don't know what to say about that. But there we go. I, uh, I've been writing as well. I've been doing some writing. You can't see it there, but all my walls are covered in red rum. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. All, all work um, and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I'm taking it really well. <laughs> and, uh, and you, Carl, how's it going for you? Yeah, good. To be fair, making the most of uh, a bad situation, I suppose. Um, probably playing more guitar than I ever have in the last few years, to be honest. Just because uh, there's not really much else to do other than look after the little one and... Uh, yeah, like like Kay said, uh, just write and uh, make the most of a, a situation that we can't really change. So, yeah. I think um, as far as weapons go for Walking Dead, I've got two guitars, so one's expendable. I can sharpen that up and uh, use that as a bit of a pickaxe. And, uh, yeah, play some ballads to some zombies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. bit like the Titanic situation where they're not then going down, so I'm just going to carry on playing the violins anyway. That's it, that's it. Take that's a few right. people with me, play some ballads. See yeah. Take that's some people right. with you, jeez. I'll be, I'll be running around shooting anything that moves, even if it's not a zombie, it's going down. Excellent. Just to stand the safe side. Back, back to being a music podcast and not a uh, post-apocalyptic podcast. You um, started it, you prick. <laughs> you started it, you bought a crossbow. Anyway, uh, we are a podcast of four rounds. In the first round, we do a head-to-head. This is where me, uh, Rich and Neil bring a song from our back catalogue of emails of artists who have sent us music. A song that we've come across and we think is brilliant and we've brought it to the to the to the podcast. This is where Cozenus and Lockie from Titans of Doom will decide which one is their favourite. At the moment the score stand at Rich is on four, Neil is on one and I'm on two. Uh, so still loads to play for. We've got all the rest of the year to go um before we get to the end of that. What song have you bought Rich this week 
for your head to head. I have brought Listener with their song Wooden Heart. Very good, very good. Neil, what song have you brought for a head to head? I have brought the uh, Electric Mess with their song Last Call. Very good. And I've brought Snuff em Out by Alpha Chrome Yayo. After that, we move on to the Hidden Masterpieces tonight. We're bringing two Hidden Masterpieces. You should have been three, but uh, the third member of um, Titans of Doom can't be with us tonight. So. Um, we're bringing. They're bringing two. He's hidden. busy. He's busy. Is he fuck? <laughs> he sends his apologies. Stop those it. those back pocket <laughs> fucking soaps are going to watch themselves, are they? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just let's just explain what a hidden masterpiece is. A hidden masterpiece is a song by a famous artist that has been overshadowed by their more famous work. It could be a B side. This could be um, an the album, album cover, track. Yeah, anything like that that he's been overshadowed. So, what song are you bringing, Coisonous? Uh, I've uh, I've chosen to bring uh, Movements by Roots Manoeuvre. Very good, very good. Well, I've listened to that and decided that's, if that's a hidden masterpiece. And Lockie, what song have you bought that you consider to be a hidden masterpiece? Uh, I've chosen uh, Rage Against the Machine and uh, a lesser-known Year of the Boomerang. Very good, very good. And we'll decide whether those two go into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame or not. So after that, we go to the Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge. Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge! Man, fucking go! <laughs> I used to do that, but I'm not allowed to because I'll wake the kids up. I've just woke mine up. <laughs> uh, right, so on the last episode, Neil was chosen by our friend Types to go and find the musical genre of, or an example of the musical genre, NY Blues. What have you brought? I brought The Doors with their song Going to NY. Going to is that, NY. Is that right? Very good. Yeah. We'll, have a, oh. we'll have a chat about I that. I can't remember what order it was in. It was like, I think I might have done a Yoda there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we finish it with the artist spotlight, which is uh, Coisonous and Lockie of Titans of Doom. And they'll be bringing their track of uh, Kill Trade. And we'll chat all about them and see what's going on in the lockdown for these guys. Right, so let's move swiftly on to the... Head, head to head. Head to head. Uh, right, so I won last time. It was uh, Types won. Uh, Types said that uh, my song was his favourite last time, so I'm going first this time. So I'm going to be bringing Alpha Chrome Yayo and their song Snuff Em Out. Enjoy.
So that was Alpha Chrome Yayo with their song Snuff Em Out. This is the opening track from the album from this year, which is called Choke. Uh, Alpha Chrome Yayo uh, is from Belfast, um, and they're specialising in experimental synth and retromancy with the celest- and celestial sc- soundscapes, inspired by uh, late-night VHS cinematic synthwave. He's been on my list for a long time. I'm going to refer to him as AYC instead of keep saying Alpha Chrome Yayo. So AYC has been on my list for a long time. This has got such a dark fairy tale quality to it. It's 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 that off kilted like chime that's in there. It runs throughout the song. It sort of it gives you a almost like like everything's being filmed in Dutch angles, that sort of feel. And halfway through the song, there's a really if you listen to it through headphones, it's got this sickening pan that goes right the way across from one speaker to another. Uh, it's brilliant. It's, it's like um, this could be used to uh, for the soundtrack for something like Inside Number Nine, um, or a new version of uh, Tales of the Unexpected, the Roald Dahl thing from the seventies and eighties, if you remember that. Uh, also, I think that the album's fantastic. It's got that, like you said, it's got that brilliant synth wave, you know, um, sort of using an eighties sound but bringing it up to date with all the new, you know, modern features. I absolutely love it. And also, it's, it, it does sound like it could be used in an exploitation horror film from the 80s or the retro version they do now but yeah i think he's fantastic um 2300 monthly listens he gets and uh, yeah definitely check him out he's brilliant and we'll start with Coisiners. okay um so yeah i had a listen to this track uh it's still quite fresh in my mind i i really didn't know what to sort of like expect as an artist i've never heard of before so you kind of put me on to like somebody somebody that i'm going to check out some more stuff from it's not the immediate sort of thing that I would tend to gravitate towards, I'll be honest, but I found this kind of, I, I think I understand what you mean by like the dark fairy tale aspect of it. There was, there, there's a real sort of lightheartedness about the track for me, but there was this, I think it's the base. It, it could potentially be that, but there's like an undercurrent and a real nasty kind of undercurrent in the track. And it added some edge for me. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. And yeah, for me, it was a really, really nice surprise. I, based on what you've just said, once we wrap up and everything else, I'm going to re-listen to that track with headphones because I love an absolutely filthy pan exactly like yeah. that. So um, yeah, I I I'm would say that I really... Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've got, I've, I've got a fair few of mine as well, man. Um yeah, it's as I say, it's not the first sort of thing I would tend to gravitate towards if you were to give me an offering, but I didn't know what to expect. And what I came out with was like, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this. It was nice to have one in the background, and it intrigued me enough to go, this is, it's unique. And there was something very simple about it. Yeah, there is, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's stripped back. It's not overcomplicated. And some of my favourite music, I think some of the most... The, the best music in, in the world is stuff that's actually paired back uh, and it isn't so complex and layered. Uh, this was exactly that. It had the right amount of everything for me. Um, very, very nice. Really, really great pick. Very cool. much enjoyed it. Cool. Lucky? Yeah, I think um, it, just to chime in on Coisiness, um, it's probably not something I would pick or pick out of a lineup, I suppose, if I had the option. So for me, it was something very, very different. Um, took me by surprise as well to be honest it felt like a real journey I didn't quite know where it was going to end up to be honest I wrote down while I was listening to it haunting elevator music (laughs) so yeah the dark kind of fairy tale aspect of it was was so so different to anything I'd 
personally choose to listen to and, and I probably will go and seek these guys out again because mm. um, it's just broadened a little bit of my, my musical taste. But yeah, yeah, great pick them. Excellent. Neil? Uh, yeah, it's um, <clears throat> pretty much echo what everybody else has said, to be honest. But uh, I, I definitely got the horror vibe from it. Um, I think you, you know wouldn't sound out of place in something like a John Carpenter film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that uh, that fairground thing, you know, the dark fairground vibe as well. That, that was that was that was coming through. And yeah, for that reason, I really enjoyed it. I must I must admit, once I stuck it on, I was kind of thinking, when's this going to get going? And I thought, ah, it's an instrumental track. And I kind of switched off for a bit. But I gave it another listen, and I was like, you know, properly listened to it. And, uh, yeah, I think like uh, both Coisness and, and uh, Lockie have said, it's it sort of broadened my horizons a bit and opened – I think I'll, I'll go and check out some more of these guys. Rich. What? That's what we're going to get. Made me think of um, – do you remember that programme, uh, You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, yeah. Made me think of that. Um, made me think of the the game on the arcade, the arcade game, uh, Ghouls and Goblins. Oh yeah. It had a very sixteen oh. bit feel about it. Um, it was alright. Didn't wow me, but it wasn't bad either. I, I, yeah, it is what it is. It felt a bit um, soundtrackish. Yeah, that's what he's going but, for. Yeah. So he's, he's succeeded. Then. I've got I've got I've got this in the intro section of my, of my um. I've got different folders on my emails, and this is in the intro for the B-side uh, section. I was going to use it as an intro because it's just an instrument. Well, it's a composition. But, yes, it's, it's okay. It's good. Excellent. Okay, so we go on to Neil next, then. So what's your song, Neil? Okay, so my song is uh, the, Ele- the Electric Mess with their song Last Call.
So yeah, that was uh, Last Call by The Electric Mess, one of the submissions that was sent through to us. Electric Mess of New York City. They, I just realised this is a little bit bluesy. I could have probably have bought this genre challenge, to be fair, but um, I mean, it's not full-on blues. They describe themselves as a garage punk band, and I think I, I like this straight away because there's a, there's a real burst of really energetic guitar intro. And it, I, I didn't realise they were an American band until um, probably about the second or third listen. I think there's a lot of very sort of British elements in, sort of fused with the kind of sort of psychedelic 70s rock um you know i'm getting a bit of eagles that sort of era really yeah it's kind of a i mean they call themselves electric mechs it is a bit of a fusion of genres but i i think it, it works so yeah i just i just enjoyed it a lot so uh i'll get to you first wayne what did you think all right um <clears throat> the first time i listened to this it instantly reminded me of kirsty mccall's song they don't care about us um because it's exactly the same sort of chord progression and the ah, song yeah. feels the same as well. If you don't know the song, have a I, listen to it after this. I was getting a bit of a slowed down poison by Alice Cooper in places, particularly on the chorus. It's too it's too light for anything like, uh, like yeah, that. like a lighter, yeah. slowed down version. I was but, uh, um, definitely yeah. influence. In I was there. the same as you, Neil. I was very surprised to find out that they weren't English because that that sound that they've got is very English. So much so, I had to go and find some of the bands that they reminded me of, i.e., the Waterboys and Deacon Blue, Hot Ace Flowers, those sort of people, sort of like late eighties, early nineties those guitar-based bands from that period. 
I understand the, the garage punk rock vibe, but for me, it's a bit more indie. It's, it's leaning more towards indie than it is. It might be worth case of that they sound completely different live and they can't capture it um, mm. on, on a recording. But uh, for me, it was it was that period, the Kirsty McCall sort of period, you know, of the late 80s, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, musically, it's, it's perfectly fine. It didn't grab me for money, it didn't weigh me. Um, it's a perfectly nice song. There was nothing in there that, that bowled me over, unfortunately. But yeah, it's, it's decent enough. Have a listen. Cool. So we go go over to you next, Lockie. We'll do. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll go reverse order this time. What do yeah. you think? I mean, um, it didn't didn't initially grab me. Um, it's got quite an eighties vibe. Um, the first chorus, I suppose, was was catchy enough for, to kind of catch my attention a little bit. But the, the thing that really stood out to me was just the fills for the guitar were, were unbelievable, and it, it built really slowly into the track. So um, little fills just kind of caught my ear, and then track progresses a few more fills and then just the solo kind of hits and i've got full attention for this track now it's it's again probably not something i would usually pick to listen to but guitar like guitar work on this was was phenomenal i was really really impressed and i'd probably listen back and just just focusing on the guitar work because i was all over that um that's probably the most memorable thing from the track along with the catchy kind of chorus and that 80s vibe but yeah i, I was quite impressed i grew into into liking the track i think um per se not something that struck me to start with but by the end i was all over it Really enjoyed it, yeah, towards the end, yeah. To be honest, I think I could agree with you there because it's one of these where somebody sent the submission through to us and I kind of, I was listening to stuff in the background and I kind of listened to it and thought, this is okay. And it happened to be on repeat. And after about the third listen, I kind of, I hooked into little bits like you were saying and the, the whole progression of the song really, really gripped me. Mm. So that's why I ended up bringing it. Coisness, what are your thoughts? It's, off, off the bat, it's, it wouldn't generally be something that I think I'd, I'd listen to. However... I can certainly agree when I say it, it immediately made me just think of a particular era of music. It had a particular sort of feel to it. Bluesy, definitely. Uh, I'm actually quite shocked to learn that the band are British as well. I think I can appreciate the technicality of the guitar playing, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, for me, if it's going to be bluesy, I want, I want kind of funk blues. I want full-on blues. And for me, this... This kind of left me wanting more, but not specifically from the band. I almost felt like I wanted something more from the song. So it it didn't it didn't do much for me overall as a song, but technically I really enjoyed the guitar. So Rich, I, thought I know it, what you're going to say. I thought it was a bit, <laughs> bit generic, to be honest. It didn't work for me at all. It was um it was it was okay. It was fine. It was it is what it is. But there's nothing stand out about this at all for me. It sounded a little bit like James. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on that, yeah. But no, it did, this wasn't my bag at all, I'm afraid. I don't really have much else to sound from. All right, we all spent on Neil's song then. Yeah. Right. Yours. Take the floor, Rich, it's yours. This is Listener. This is their song, Wooden Heart. on their most honest day of living since that first breath only grace that we've never given well well i've been haunted by standard red devils and white ghosts it's not only when these eyes are closed these lies are ropes i tied into my stomach but they hold this ship together tossed like leaves in this weather 
My dreams are snails that I point towards my true north stretch. Thin up on my rib bones and pray that it gets better. But it won't. At least I don't believe it will. So, so I built a wooden heart inside this iron ship to sail these blood red seas and find your coast. Don't let these waves wash away your hopes. This, this warship is sinking and I still believe in anchors. Pulling fistfuls of rotten wood from my heart. Oh, I still believe in saviors. We are all made out of shipwrecks, every single board. Wash and bound my crooked teeth on these rocky shores. Come on, let's wash each other with tears of joy and tears of grief. And fold our lives like crashing waves and run up on this beach. Come on and sew us together. Just some tattered rags stained forever. We only have what we remember. Well, I'm the barely living son of woman, a man who barely made it. Crutches and new starts. We all have the same holes in our hearts. Everything falls apart. The exact same time it all comes together perfectly. The next step. But my fears is prison. And I keep black below the main deck. I keep a key under my pillow. It's quiet and it's hidden. And my hopes are wet. But I'm still learning how to use right. They're heavy and I'm awkward. I'm always running out of fight. So I've carved a wooden heart. Put it in this sinking ship. Helping it would help me float for just a few more weeks. But I'm all made out of shipwrecks, every twist of me. Lost and found like you and me, all scattered out on the seas. So come on, let's wash each other. With tears of joy and tears of grief. And fold our lives like crashing waves and run upon this beach. Come on, let's sew us together. We're just a tattered rag stained forever. We only have what we remember. like house fire and salt water or wear this tide like loose skin come on rock me to see if we hold on tight we'll hold each other together and not just be some fools rushing to die in our sleep while these machines will rust I promise but we'll still be electric shocking each other back to life your hand and mine my fingers and your veins connected our bones grown together in time our hands entwined and my fingers and your veins connected our spines grown stronger inside as I know that our church is all made out of shipwrecks from every hole these rocks and flames but we pick ourselves up and try and grow better for this change so come on and let's wash each other with tears of joy and tears of grief we fold our lives and crash and waves and run upon this beach come on and sew us together that was listener that was wooden heart listener Beginning in 2002 as a solo act, the band Listener has evolved over the years into a full-fledged rock and roll band and has toured the world over playing, well, the world over playing their brand of talk music based out of Kansas City, Missouri with Dan Smith and vocal, on vocals and bass, 
Chris Rochelle on drums and John Terry on guitar with thought-provoking stage banter, music that keeps your mind busy and words that quickly take hold of your heart. This is a near-perfect balance of what words and music are supposed to be. I was thinking of a way of describing this band earlier. I couldn't think of a way to describe them. Then I read this and I thought, they've done it themselves perfectly. (laughs) That is the perfect way to describe the band. You won't find this in your emails, boys, because I sort these guys out. I've had this song in my playlist for since before the podcast and last week I was listening to it and I thought I'm going to see if they'll uh, email me back if I email them so I emailed them and they said yeah you can play it just give us the, you know uh, accreditation and everything so, yeah that's fine uh, I love this song you know, you know in your questions when on the B side when you ask uh, the, the guest or the interview interviewee the silly questions and you say what's 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 the last lyric that gave you an emotion yeah yeah this song is full of them it really is this i've got them written down i've got about all, 10 written down here all the way through and i've listened to this song so many times and i know less about what he th- he, he he's on about than what i, I do understand <laughs> I, I, know, I, I don't understand a, a lot of it most of it but I think a lot of it can be down to your own interpretation, and it's just, it's just so, it's just a powerful piece of music. It's such a powerful piece of music, and the the, the tune that goes behind it kind of makes it nostalgic. And I don't know, it all, it, the way he describes the band and himself and what they do, it's not just for him what he's saying. It's for every the, what they do will suit. We'll have something to say for everyone. But yeah, I uh, love this. It's just yeah, like I said, this is probably one of my favourite songs. Now of all all time, it's in my top ten favorite songs of all time. It's just every time I listen to it, I can pick something new out of it, and yeah, I just love it. And you can feel his emotion. You can feel that he means everything that he's saying. It's just great. Yeah, coisness. I couldn't agree with you more. I really couldn't agree with you more. This guy, this band. I don't know what. I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this <laughs> is. You know, I'm all about the words. And this guy has plenty of them, and he knows how to weave them into this tapestry of amazing conscious thought that I didn't write down any of the lyrics because I just felt exactly what he was saying. When you say that the message is universal, it really is. There's so many gems. Like I did have a scan of some of the lyrics, but I didn't write any down. You know... This song immediately reminded me of Saul Williams and DJ Cross, Coded Language. That, to me, Saul Williams is probably one of the most gifted, gifted wordsmiths in the world. This was something that I just have to thank you because when it comes to music, I'm so unbelievably passionate about music and about lyrics. And what these guys, what this track is, I, I have no words for. It is, it's immense. It really, really is. It's, it's really intrigued me. I want to know more. I want to know everything. And for me, the first time I ever heard Massive Attack, I didn't understand Massive Attack. About 10 years later, I heard Massive. I heard Special Cases by Massive Attack, and I loved that track so much. I went back through their catalogue. I wanted to know every single thing about them. You've literally done that for me with this particular band. I want to know stuff. I want to know what he thinks because who writes like that? Nobody writes like that. This was something special, and yeah, this was this was immense. I absolutely adored this. A lot of music. You you hear the song and you, you're intrigued by the message and you want to find out what they're singing about. With this, for me. I am intrigued as to what his spin on it is, but on, on the other hand, I don't want to know because I feel like this is my song. This song is for me. It's my message. You know, he sang it for me. So uh, it's for me to put my spin on it. 
So, and I think that's same for everyone else. You know, you, you you interpret it your way. I mean, obviously, there's universal meanings to a lot of what he says. You you, you can tell what he's saying, but there's a lot of stuff in there that you like that. I, I only only I'm going to take it that way. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's it is a very personal thing as well. I fully understand what you mean. I took something different from it that that you the four of you may not ever yeah. get from it um, and vice versa there is one line that sticks out for me and I apologise if it isn't verbatim uh, good lord frontman lyrics doesn't know verbatim <laughs> lyrics but um, <laughs> it, uh, it was um, what is it you are you are everything that you remember or you, you you just you're everything that you are and it was something so complex as a as a concept but delivered so simply with just everyday words that you would just put together. I find so much value in that. I find so much gold within that, that, you know, anyone can string together multisyllabic words and, and, you know, we can all do that and sound very, very important. But it, it's something else to use everyday words that we communicate with in order to actually convey real, raw emotion and power that isn't just personal to the person delivering it. It can be taken on by the person, by the listener, and it can be made their own. It's a, it was an absolutely beautiful track, and once again, thank you for for introducing me to this. I appreciate that. Cool, you're welcome, Carl, Lock, um, Carl, Locky. What are we calling you? Both. <laughs> I've gone for both. Call worse. <laughs> Carl, Locky, you're next. I would usually only drill into the music side. I wouldn't really listen to lyrics first and foremost. It usually takes a lot of listens to actually focus in and listen to what the vocalist wants you to listen to, what what the concept of the song is about. I usually go by feel. Some artists I've listened to for decades and still don't know what the lyrics are. For this one, you're kind of forced to listen to his message, but forced is quite a negative word. And I was more than happy to listen to his, his lyrics and listen to the, the concept of the song. And I didn't even really listen to the music at all, which is very, very rare for me. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd love to know what the, the concept of the video is. That, that's that's almost the thing that I want to go back and listen to the lyrics and look at the video and just see what the message behind the video was because there was things in this that really revealed more about what the track was about. And I think there's kind of a real end. It ends on a certain tone, which kind of surprised me and, and made me really want to listen to it again. I don't know how did they write that you've not you, you've you've only won this a couple of times, Richie. All right. You've only won this a couple of times. You, you, no, he's only won it He's leading this year. Is he leading? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can... I can... Yeah. That's all I can say. With the video, I started watching the video and I stopped watching the video. I didn't want to watch the. I felt the video was taken away from the uh, the sort of the song. The song didn't need it. I think I, I've got my own video in my head that goes along, goes along with the song. That kind of took away from that sort of... I prefer the song on its own. I'm not saying the video is bad. I'm sure the video is fine. But for me personally, I just wanted the lyrics on their own. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of want to watch. I want to listen to it two times, one more for the lyrics and one more for the video, just to understand what was kind of going on and the message behind it. But, I, I mean, just focusing on the actual track itself, I mean, some of the lines in that, that I think some people post in the comments about little lines, and I'm sure Wayne's going to go into what he's written down, but really thought for provoking and, and just a real message behind this song. Um, I immediately knew that, that, that Coisonous would 
be all over this straight away. So, <laughs> so did Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't. Because uh, the, the style of music that, that it is isn't mm. their style of music. I, I didn't take into account that... Um, no, I didn't. I didn't at all. I, I did know that it was better than both of your songs. <laughs> humble. Humble there. Modest. I see. That. That's a joke, by the way. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, Wayne. Uh, Neil. Neil. We'll leave Wayne till last. Um, you see, you, it might have been a joke, but yeah, it, it, it is easily the best song this week by a mile. Apart from anything else, it's just so unusual. I mean, when it first came on, I was I didn't think I was going to like it, but by the end of it, I was like, this is amazing. I think I, I echo what, what you were saying, Lockie, that um, I, I tend to, to, to really listen to, I don't necessarily focus on lyrics. I listen to a song as a whole and... Yeah, if the lyrics fit the song, then I might remember bits of lyrics. But I generally have to listen to a song several times before I take anything lyrically away from it. And I must have only listened to this a few times today, so I didn't. Uh, I can't actually remember any lyrics. But what I can remember is the passion and the intensity that he delivered them with. But then there was there was a very good musical undercurrent underneath. I think it was interesting when um, Rich said about the band and the uh, you know you know you know the fact they are recognised as a band. You know, sort of a, somebody who isn't really into different genres of music could be forgiven for saying that. Uh, well, it's just spoken word, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just a just just a poem over a bit of music. But there's a real intricacy and a real depth to the music that brings out the passion of the song as well. I think which could be overlooked very easily. But you know, they they they, they work they work hand in hand. So yeah, I liked it a lot. Wayne, Richie, Richie, Richie. Who thought Richie Armour would bring an emo song? Hey. <laughs> I class ourselves as emo. It's it's uh, it's in their description. It's not really. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. That's what it is. Um, the video, the video is as opposed to emo music. <laughs> emo music at its moment. We're in unanimous agreement. There's nothing awesome about fucking emo music. I fucking love it. Shut up. Oh, it's fucking ace. Um, it's, it's at its moment, emo, and it's gone. Um, this put me in mind of uh, somebody, I spoke, get somebody I spoke to you about the other day. This this song put me in mind of the way the way it's it's worded and, and the way it's done. Um, Kate Tempest, you know, it's that same sort of spoken word. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, what agree. she's got under, what she's got underneath. I mean, his voice has this urgency, like he can't tell the person quick enough how he feels, and that's you know, it's every emotion bubbling to the surface, and that's how he's being vocalised. And it doesn't feel like it's been written down. It feels like he's walked into a studio and just done it there. That's it. It's how it's come out. He's got that much passion. And, you know, it comes out. I mean, it's a love song. And we all wish we could write a love song that's that raw and intense and honest. It's, you know, it's it's incredible. For me, you're talking about the the the, uh, the music, the lap steel guitar or the slide guitar in this. It gives it that melancholia. It gives it that country style, that, that feeling that, that, you know, it could easily be just overtaken completely by the lyrics and, and the way he's, you know, he's, it's almost like there's a British punk band who's just come to, I can't remember the bloody name, but um, the way they do it, and it's all full of violence and anger. But because that guitar slaves. comes in... You're sorry. Slaves. Slaves. Uh, yeah. Not slaves. The, the other one likes slaves. Anyway. I thought you said Slade then, Coisner. <laughs> so like, yeah, Slade. Slade's no. good as well. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> And that guitar, I think, anchors it a bit more. It stops it being completely about the lyrics, uh, even though the lyrics are what you take away from the song. It does give it something that's more memorable to me. I saw an artist earlier 
in the year before lockdown called Danny Attack and he did the same sort of thing in a folk way when I went to see Sean James he was the opening act and he's got these got the same sort of voice as well sort of middle America you know and it was my favourite saying Neil it was four cores and the truth this is more than four cores but it's the truth you know and it's the honesty that that, that that comes from it. I mean, the lyrics, it's uh, the, the ones that stuck in for me were, uh, I carved a wooden heart and put it in a sinking ship so I'd stay afloat a bit longer. My fingers in your veins as our bones grow together. That is completely, that's fallen for somebody and you want to be part of them for me. That's how that comes across to me. It's just all the little ones, you know, like ends, ends of lines, like my fears, this prison. The way that projects an image you know and the last one that sticks with me is that our lives are like crashing waves upon the beach they're so evocative and they produce such pictures you can't help but think this song is fucking incredible which it is it is fucking incredible i haven't listened to any more but i'm i shall i have already downloaded their um their stuff i should be listening to it the rest of this week so yeah go check out wooden heart by listener definitely check out their podcast as well they don't release many episodes but go and check it out <laughs> i think that they released them as and when they can be asked oh definitely I'll, I'll i'll definitely be checking them out like they this was just something else man it, honestly like i know i've i know i've waxed lyrically enough about it already but it, it just yeah I, I i can't speak highly of it enough and as somebody who do you know, honestly, the first thing it made me do, it made me stop writing whatever it, it was, what I was writing, and it made me reevaluate. What is it that I want to write? How do I want to write? It genuinely made me rethink that. Because I thought, as an artist, look how many avenues there are. There's not just this one way. And as an artist, firstly, as a music lover, like I say, I, I really can't just speak highly enough of it. But as, an, as a lyricist or as an artist listening to this, this makes you want to up your game if you're serious about what it is that you want to do, if you're serious about conveying real emotion, if you're serious about doing something because you love doing it, this, this is the, the benchmark for me. Um, it, it honestly is. This was amazing. Um, right, so uh, congratulations, Rich. Let's move on to the hidden masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty uh, formulaic what I'm about to ask, but uh, lads from Titan of Doom, what, what's your favourite song of the week? Who is your head-to-head winner this week? Well, it's got to be half a chrome yayo, really. Um... <laughs> Damn fucking straight. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, it's got, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be with me. It's, it's listening for me. It's hundred yeah. percent without doubt. Yeah, listener for me as well. Yeah, hands down. All all the tracks are fantastic. I've got to say, all all three very very different for me. Um, but it was a clear winner for me as well. Very good. So, awesome. Rich with his track or their track, Wooden Heart by Listener, is this week's winner. Also, go check out Alpha Chromeo and uh, all their stuff. You can find them all online. And go and check out uh, the the Electric Mess, which was Neil's song uh, last call. Go check these guys out. They all deserve a listen. They all deserve a play. Yeah, fantastic. We shall move on then, boys. We shall move on to the hidden masterpiece. Right, so we're moving on to the hidden masterpiece. This week, the hidden masterpiece is being brought by Coisonous and Lockie of Titans of Doom. They're bringing one each, so we'll start with you, Coisonous. What song are you bringing you consider to be a hidden masterpiece? Okay, so I was very honoured to bring a song called Movements by Roots Maneuver. Okay. And, yeah, 
can I can I do I say yeah. more, more about tell it? Us, tell us where you come across it. Tell us why you think it's a hidden masterpiece. Why it's better than all these other stuff, or as good as his other stuff. It's okay. So for me, I actually heard stuff of his uh, second album. So Witness the Fitness, Dreamy Days, the two biggest singles off of his second album. When when they came out, uh, they were the first ones I heard. Really, really enjoyed it. Really, really good artist. He's he's stayed absolutely strong with it, and he rekindled my my love for hip hop again. So he was pretty much the reason why I ended up getting back into hip hop in a massive, massive way, especially UK hip hop. But the reason for me why I've picked this particular track on this album, uh, I struggled between this and one other one. But for me, I just think it's the perfect blend of everything that he brings as an artist. He brought something to hip hop for me, especially UK hip hop, that was a soundscape that nobody else was doing. And it's an actual sound. It isn't like, it has never for me been replicated. It's maybe been taken in little portions, but this particular track for me off the album, it, it just makes me feel. It gives me imagery. It's very similar to what I, uh, how I approached, or sorry, what I felt after listening to that, that wouldn't uh, heart by listener. Lyrically, it's different. When we're talking about emotion, I think he absolutely nailed it. And this as an opener to an album, sets the tone this is the opening track to the album uh, brand new second hand which is his debut album and for me absolutely brilliant track love it as a debut amazing track and uh, is, a, is an absolute hidden gem and i think it's it for me a lot better than uh, his his latest stuff cool rich start with you yeah i love it it's great it's, it's phenomenal when hip-hop's done properly and done right you, you know i don't think there's a middle ground with hip-hop you've either got bad or you've got really good and this falls into the the really good it kind of reminded me of outcast um over gorilla the gorilla's beats yeah but it was still completely different it was yeah there's, there's not much out there like this i, could, I couldn't t- tell you anyone that's sounding like this and his clarity with his lyrics as well it's it's, it's all yeah you, you know what the message is about you don't have to listen to it again and try and or, or bring up the lyrics on like uh, lyrics.com you know what the message is about you know, it's, it's, yeah it's a fantastic piece um, and it's, it's about the music as well a lot of hip-hop artists today they don't care about music all they want is someone out there who they don't know to just put a beat together for them so they can just speak over the top of it i've said it a thousand times this guy isn't just about the lyrics he's about the music as well and he he does his, his work in conjunction with the music not just in conjunction with the the uh, the, the beat behind it because yeah. that's yeah that's what hip hop has become just somebody speaking over a beat in time of the beat but a good hip hop artist will work with the music. Yeah, I, I'm just waffling. But I've listened to from from this from this. I've listened to some of his other stuff, and yeah, it's it, it is good. It is good. Yeah, your yeah. hatred of hip hop is almost as bad as your hatred of synth. No, sorry, modern hip hop. I don't hate it. I don't hate hip hop. I like hip hop when it's done properly. As I was saying, modern hip hop. Yeah. But there's that, so many people out there now thinking they can do it just because they can rhyme a few words over somebody else's beat. That's not hip-hop. That's not art. That, but fair enough. Yeah, fair play to you for trying, but <laughs> stop it. We, we could almost play <laughs> Richie Bingo now on You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Have a drink every time he slags off synth. Have a drink every time he says bastardised hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> right, Neil. Am I wrong? No. You're not wrong about bastardised hip-hop, no. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's, yeah, that's a huge debate. Um... <laughs> Neil, go for it, Neil. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. It, it ain't my thing at all. I'm not. I'm not into rap. I'm not into hip hop. I didn't expect to like this, but I, I really did. And I think it's like Rich was saying. It, 
it works with the music. Um, and I agree, a lot of modern rap, modern hip-hop, bastardised hip-hop, if you want. Take a drink, everybody, created, take a drink. <laughs> we just created a new genre. Yeah. Bastardised hip-hop, I like it. It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? But yeah, it's, um, it, it kind of, um, it's lazy. It's, you know, this, 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 everybody out there thinks they can do it. And when it's done properly, there's a lot more to it. And this is really done properly. Interesting, Richie mentioned lyrics.com because I actually did look up the lyrics <laughs> and I've got them here because, um, you know, the thing when, uh, I mean, I think it's an absolutely brilliant song and I don't want to take anything away from that. But you know, the thing when you, you mishear lyrics in songs, and yeah. you mishear them enough that you're absolutely convinced that, um, I mean, uh, a good example would be my, my, my sister-in-law. Uh, I don't know if you remember years ago in the early 90s, I think there was a, a Macy Gray song called I Try. Yeah. yeah. They had, oh, had this line, uh, My world crumbles when you're not around. She was convinced it was, I wore goggles when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, if you listen to the song now, you'd not be able to uh, do it. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the line in this song was, um, God blessed army. How the hell are you going to stop this tide? But he kind of, on the song, it sort of rolls into one. So I thought it was God bless Army Hammer, the actor. <laughs> uh, I thought that can't be right. So, uh, Great yeah, actor. And he should, be, he should be blessed, yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe, 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 that was, maybe that was what he was. But, uh, Predicting the future, that's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. So I don't know enough for its manoeuvre to really be able to comment on the hidden side, but obviously uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But, we'll get into uh, that in a minute, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, right. It's a brilliant song. Roots Maneuver and his song Movements, as Cousinus said, it's from a brand new second hand. He has 290,000 monthly listens. He's a British rapper producer, real name Rodney Smith. Uh, he's been around since the early 90s. His most commercial success was with the album uh, Run, Come Save Me and Slime and Reason. Um, what I was getting from this was the sort of late 90s, early, well, mid, mid to late 90s sound of the Fugees, that sort of sound. That brilliant old school hip hop beats that are done really well with a sort of massive attack soundscape, you know, that etherealness of it. To be honest, I, I didn't take much away from the lyrics. There's nothing that stuck out to me on this. It's one of them I probably needed a good 10 or 15 listens before something started really stinking. But, yeah, I really like it. I will be checking out some more of uh, Roots Maneuver. So, fellas, is it a hidden masterpiece? Richie? No, he's not famous enough to be... No, it's, it's his masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. But I don't think it's a hidden masterpiece. I don't think he's quite, you know, famous enough. He needs to have had at least a million listens on Spotify to, to qualify. <laughs> Neil? Okay. Uh, I'd say yes, because I, I, I disagree. I think he's famous enough. I've, I've heard a Roots Maneuver, but uh, I'll say some of my things I've never really listened to, to any. But I'd say yes, based on what uh, Coison said about being the, the uh, sort of opening track of the album. Yeah, I'd say it's a masterpiece. Um, it's 100% a masterpiece. It's, it's 100% a masterpiece, definitely. But I'm in agreement with you, Rich. He's till I heard his name today, I've never heard of him before, and it, it, it's one of them. It's it's kind of like your song, Rich. You know, I, I want to go and check some more of his stuff out. I'll be checking them out. I'll be checking this guy out. If you'd have played his track to me, I wouldn't have been able to point out and say, "Oh yeah, that's Roots Maneuver." There's no way, you know, and and that may be just because of listening to different, you know, not listening to the right commercial radio stations or him not having enough mainstream play. Because I'm pretty sure in some circles his name is is God, but for me, it's not a hidden masterpiece now. So, I think that's the thing. In, in that case, unique... you could bless Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got a unique sound, you, it's, it's hard. It's hard to hit the, the mainstream because yeah, you know, the, the mainstream want what they know and what they that them used to, and it takes a while for someone to break that. If you know what I mean. 
Yeah. I think this has this has the potential to, you know, it, I don't I don't want to say, you know, c- certain bands you don't want to become mainstream, you want them to stay hidden, you know, you yeah. want them to stay underground. But yeah. Great song, though. Yeah, it is a great song. Unfortunately, of course, you've introduced us to somebody brand new, same as Rich has introduced you to somebody brand new, but it doesn't go into, <laughs> it doesn't go into the Hidden Masters Hall of Fame, unfortunately. Right. I, I tried, Coisness, I tried. <laughs> uh, no worries, man, no worries. We're going to be doing Hidden Masterpiece Part 2 now with Lockie. Hidden Masterpiece Part 2! Right, revenge. <laughs> right, Lockie, what song are you bringing that you consider to be a Hidden Masterpiece? Um, I'm bringing Rage Against the Machine, Year of the Boomerang. Um, I really wanted to bring something that inspired our band and also inspired me to play guitar. So Rage Against the Machine, obviously, killing the name, Sleep Now in the Fire, Balls on Parade. You know, you've, you've heard so many well-known songs by them. They're predominantly always from their first and latest album. The album in the middle is actually my favourite. So it's from Evil Empire. Um and they only really play a couple of songs from this album live. Um, it'd be really interesting to see if they've actually played Year of the Boomerang live. Um, I'm not too sure, but it's poisonous or no what I'm like for, for how to start an album and how to end an album. And the, the first song from this album is Balls on Parade, which, which any Rage fan knows. And Year of the Boomerang ends the album. And this album's a bit of a journey of, of them trying to find themselves for me. So you, you come in with the first album and you've, you've hit Killing the Name of straight off the bat. You've, 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 you know, everyone knows that song. Everyone knows this album. It was kind of rock, rap. Metal. And then how do you top the first album? And their second effort is is more of a, a hip hop and funk based album for me, and I think it's more what they want to play in a way. And I'm kind of happy that they don't play a lot live from this album because it keeps it quite unique to them and their their discography. Really, this particular song I find it quite proggy in a weird way. It's got a bit of a journey to it, and you know you, you kind of come to expect from Raising the Machine that you've got that energy and that kind of rap chaos and and a bit of Morello kind of uniqueness and it's got all these elements but it's got it's just got a hint of of funk to it that I don't think you hear from many other tracks from them and sort of little things that they kind of do with this track little fills and little interludes and and the attitude where it, it builds very very sharply into just pure chaos towards the end in as much of a rage track can um, I, I love this track. I actually learned it um, in the last week after submitting it to you guys, um, <laughs> just because you know, Morello is probably the biggest inspiration for my guitar playing and, and what I do with the band, uh, you know, with Titans. And uh, yeah, it's it's a little different one. So I'll be interested to see what, what you all think. Right, and uh, did we start, we'll start with you this time, Rich. Or did I start with you last time? Uh, I'll start this, with you last time. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. For all intents and purposes, I should love this band. I should, everything about it. But there's a few things that have stood in the way of me liking the band. And the first one is the Beastie Boys. Every, if I ever want to listen to this style of music, if I ever hear this, I automatically go straight onto Spotify and stick the Beastie Boys anthology on. I'd rather listen to the Beastie Boys, personally. And, this, yeah, but that's... That's just me. Also, I don't know what the front man of uh, Rage Against the Machine looks like, but as soon as I heard Adam Lambert, as soon as I heard Adam Lambert, I thought, oh, shit. So every time I hear Rage Against the Machine now, I, ima- I imagine Adam Lambert fronting every song, and it just kind of ruined it for me. But, 
yeah, this this song in particular reminded me a lot of uh, the song. Was it past the mic? Uh, yes, past the mic by the Beastie Boys. Very, very sim- similar. It's a good song. It's good, but like I say, I listened to this and then I thought, shall I listen to some more Rage Against the Machine? I thought, actually, what I'll do is I'll put the Beastie Boys anthology on. Shall I listen to that all day? <laughs> they are good. I can't take away from them because they are. It's just. I don't know, a few obstacles stood in my way of loving them. <laughs> Neil? There's a, there's a bit of Limp Biscuit in there as well, I found. All the way around. There's Limp Biscuit in... Sorry, there's Rage Against Machine in Limp Biscuit. It's that way around. Rage Machine Against the Machine games they, they formed... It was New Metal, was them. No Rage Against Machine, oh, no, no New Metal. Neil? No, beast, no Beastie Boys, <laughs> no Rage Against the Machine. Well, you could argue it's suicidal tendencies, but Rage Against the Machine kind oh. of took it to a commercial level. God, I fucking hate suicidal tendencies. Taking it there, man. Taking it to suicidal tendencies. <laughs> Shit. Taking I'm it just to eat now. Face <laughs> no more. I'm just going to say face no more. <laughs> oh, heavy hitters today. Um, <laughs> Go on, Neil. That was a conversation killer. Go for it, Neil. Yeah, um... <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> I I fucking love this song. I, I, I'd not heard it before. I, I would, I'm not a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, but I probably should. Be. You know, they're one of those bands where, you know, I know the big songs, you know, and I know I was just kidding in the name. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I do I do like a bit of new metal. Uh, you know, they're one of those bands I just know. I don't, Tom Morello, you know, he's probably one of the, he's probably, I, I definitely say probably in the top five living guitarists. But yeah, this song's absolutely incredible. And I, I could see why you, you like it as a guitarist locker. I mean, the guitar work on, on this is just out of this world. The way it's sort of, uh, I was getting the prog element from it as well. I, I, I'm, I'm, Massively in prog, uh, my favourite band. Pink, 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 everybody drink, down, everybody so. drink. Neil's mentioned prog. <laughs> everybody drink. <laughs> um, you know, I absolutely love Pink Floyd. Um, drink um, Pink Floyd. It <laughs> was very progressive, and uh, you know, it's kind of it's starting to get going. It sort of drops back to an almost acoustic type sound, a very almost folky guitar, and then it kind of builds back up again, and it, you know, really sort of builds to a crescendo at the end, and. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, I loved it. Excellent. Right then, Rage Against the Machine. This is Year of the Boomerang from the, from the album, as Lockie said, from Evil Empire from 1996. 6.2 million monthly listens. As Lockie also said, this is the same album as Bulls on Parade. They formed in the early 90s uh, in Los Angeles. This... Oh, their songs express revolutionary uh, political views. They broke up in 2000 over creative differences. That was when Zach de la Rocha, uh, sorry, Zach de la Rocha decided that he was wanting to do more activism than he did wanting to wanted to be a rock star, so he went his separate way from the band. Obviously, they then formed um, Audio Slave. They were meant to be back touring this year because they reformed, I think it was like 2009, and uh, done some. they'd done a couple of gigs at Lollapalooza and things like that, and they, they reformed to come and do a gig uh, to tour this year, and obviously that's all gone to shit now. A couple of things I found interesting. Tom Morello is the nephew of the first Prime Minister of Kenya as well, which was a bit just very <laughs> strange off the bat. Um, it's funny you say folk, Neil, uh, for this. Um, I, I've got some of the folky vibes. Have any of you heard of the Night Watchman? Yeah, 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 all over that. Yeah. Of course, you guys have your Resident Machine man. <laughs> the Night Watchman for all those uh, who aren't initiated is Tom Morello doing his folk um, side. It's stripped back. It's just him and basically an acoustic guitar. Tom Morello can't sing for shit, but his songs are indelible, and the lyrics that he spits out are fucking brilliant. Uh, and obviously, it's Tom Morello playing acoustic guitars. So definitely check out the Night, Watch- Night Watchman. It's brilliant. This. It's sort of it's one of them that just get lost for me. Year of the Boomerang. 
I couldn't find out what year of the boomerang was referencing either. Does anybody else know? No. I've already said uh, lyrics wise, I'm not right, no. quite there. I can't I, get past uh, listening to Morello. So it's, it's, uh, it's, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, not. No, it's, it's one of them strange it's... ones, Rage Against the Machine, where you try and look them up, you try and find out more about them, and they're only, and, and it feels like there people are only interested, or they're trying to make you interested in the crap that's happened with the band, i.e. You know Michael Moore being involved with the guys. You know when uh, when they did uh, was it Sleep Now in the F- what was it? What was the one they did mm. when they closed Wall Street for the morning? Yeah, yeah, Sleep Now in the Fire. It is Sleep Now in the Fire, of course. Sleep- is, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, and they're only interested in in that sort of side. So you can't find much out about the, about that side. So Rich, you've disappeared off my screen, but Rich, is it a hidden masterpiece? I'm on the fence. On the fence. It 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 is a great song. Um, yeah, yeah. You two, you two decide first, and there. Neil, I'll let you know. It's a yes for me. It's a yes for me. Right, you know my criteria. I always stand it up against the the uh, the, the guys, uh, the band's bigger songs. I.e. I, Sleep Now in the Fire. You know, um, Gorilla Radio. Those sort of songs. And if I'm honest, I don't think it holds up against them. I, I think it's a great song. It's Rage Against the Machine, but I don't think it'd hold a torch to any of the ones that they released out into the world. And the you know, bullies. Um, is it bullet in the head? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Against those. So for me, it's not a hidden masterpiece. So Rich. Well, one and a half against uh, one. So it's a hidden masterpiece. It goes into the hidden masterpiece all the time. Congratulations, mm. Lockie. One out, one out of two. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> um, I'll be coming to you soon. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll quickly mention um, Rusty Nails because uh, there was meant to be a third member from Titans of Doom, but unfortunately he can't make it tonight. So he was going to bring the Prodigy, Wake the Fuck Up, which is Liam Prodigy, who is the um, DJ and one of the founding members of the Prodigy. This is even more... Um, let's, I, can't, I couldn't find anything about this. I can't even find the damn song other than on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah, that that would for me would have been a hidden masterpiece. By the way, if you're listening to Rusty Nails, that would have been a hidden masterpiece. So, yeah, um, I, I, I concur. Yeah, it is. It is a fucking banger of a track. Right then. So, uh, with one of your two songs going to the hidden masterpiece Hall of Fame, we shall now move on. Another another feeble attempt by Rich, but we are we're on to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go. You can be asked. <laughs> and on the last episode, Neil was challenged to go and find the music of NY Blues. And what have you brought for us, Neil? That is a that is a uh, I, I can't think of the word that, that highlights this music. I have brought the Doors with their song "Going to NY Blues," which you can find a link to in the show notes because we can't play it. Same with the Hidden Masterpieces as well. The, the Hidden Masterpieces, but this is too late for that. Yeah, yeah, I missed yeah, it. That, uh, that horse has bolted. Um, yeah, the Doors going to NY Blues. Um, interesting genre because I I did genuinely try to research NY Blues and you know, I couldn't find anything out about it. I couldn't even find if it even existed as a genre. Um, the only conclusion I could come to is it's blues from New York. So I've I, I, I've picked a band from um, Los Angeles. That's far from New York as you can possibly get. But, but they're singing, going to New York now. So they're, they're going about to, going to New, New York, and that's the thing. Um, but no, seriously, it does have a very sort of, you know, from what, from what I can gather listening to, a bit of blues from New York. It's that gritty sort of city feel, which I think the Doors tried to capture here quite successfully, I think. Um, you know, they're, they're describing 
basically the um, it, it's sort of a uh, a sort of parody of the American dream. Really, we're going to go to New York. We're going to win a load of money on a quiz show because that's what people in America do, you know. And uh, it's just you know, really dirty, really gritty. And oh, oh, I like a bit of blues. I like dark songs. I absolutely love The Doors. I, I think this kind of highlighted the genre indirectly and is a great track. Cool. So, uh, yeah, who wants to rip it apart first? I'll go first. Go on, then. I'll go first. This went straight onto my regular listening playlist. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's, you can you can almost... You can almost see that the birth of grunge coming from this it's it's like pre-grunge it's it's uh, it's like blues grunge that it's, it's just amazing and you can fit... do it way ahead of the time definitely and you, yeah definitely and the door i love i love the, i love the doors i've got loads of songs on my on my playlist they're very underrated band and the best the the, the most well-known songs definitely aren't their best songs yeah i love this it's just every, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It's like the listen, listener when you're listening to him singing it, you you can tell he's passionate about what he's singing, and he mean you know there's there's depth and meaning. He he means it. Oh, he means it. Have you ever listened to any live Doors albums, Rich? That was live. That's something yeah, but I mean, it's like a full album. There's always a bit where Jim Morrison just completely goes off on one and just starts. He he comes out with the most random sort of ad libbed stuff. In the middle of he the was on a lot of drugs. Oh, it's, it's, it's mental. He was on all of the drugs. <laughs> uh, Lockie, what do you think of this? It's it's good. Um, I think it's something that I've not really listened to too much, but I'm aware of. And um, my dad kind of listens to the Doors a, a lot, and uh, it's probably something I need to to really get into now because um, broadening the old horizons and listening to all different kind of music that I've never really listen to too much but need to just broaden yeah the the musical kind of horizons of 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 yesteryear really blues guitar is fantastic really enjoyed the vibe of the the tune and um yeah it's it's interesting you say that a lot of their well-known songs are are not necessarily their their better songs and i think if this is anything to go by i'll be happy to kind of delve into more of the stuff to be honest so yeah i I was all for it cool um so yeah, got the link, clicked it, listened to it, stopped it. <laughs> See where this is going already. <laughs> Took it right back to the front, went and rolled the fattest spliff, and then just started listening to it again from the from the start. Um, this was this was really really chill. Not just because of the substances involved. Uh, it was yeah, it was like I said, it was something that. It was something different. I I like sort of bluesy stuff. I like I love Doctor John. Doctor John is probably one of my most favourite eyes ever. That kind of whole vibe. It wasn't that kind of Louisiana kind of Bayou vibe at all. But there was something very special within it. It was just the right amount of everything, and the guitar for me was just lovely. I, I absolutely loved it. I don't listen to much Doors at all ever. I can't confess to knowing any of their stuff. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. This is very much uh, like a sort of Sunday afternoon. Let's throw this on, let's listen to it. But there is a deeper deeper meaning to it. I, I haven't scanned the lyrics yet. I know shock horror again. I, I haven't looked at the lyrics. But... There's not many of them, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm, I, as, as Lockie will attest, I'm an absolute geek when it comes to lyrics. I want to know. You know, regardless of however many there are, fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll Google fucking prodigy lyrics at, uh, at the end of the day. Um, breathe, good lord. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this. It, for me, it made it onto a regular playlist as well. So yeah, 
very nice. Very Excellent. Nice. Both of you guys, if you don't listen to The Doors very often, go and check out This Is The End, because that is one of their best songs by a long way. Oh, The End's phenomenal. Yeah. In fact, watch the start of Apocalypse now, because yeah. it works so well at the start of that film with the helicopters coming over the... Uh... That, song that is, is, is one of my favourite films of all time. Great I haven't film. seen it Absolutely in years. I need film. to rewatch that. Thank um, you, okay. And that's the music across the top of it. Uh, right. We're when the helicopters come over the fields yeah. with all the napalm in the background. and uh, right, uh, The Doors, going to NY, is from their Live in New York album. They have 8.1 million monthly listens that they formed in LA in 1965. Uh, the Doors were Jim Morrison, Ray uh, Manzarek, uh, Robbie Krojcik, I think it's Krojcik, I think Krojcik, I think it is, and John Dinsmore, uh, one of the most controversial and influential bands of the 1960s and widely regarded as an important part of the era's counterculture movement. Uh, Jim Morrison died in Paris at the age of 27. His cause of death is commonly thought to be heart failure. Obviously, because of all the drugs. It was more his alcohol abuse, you know, than his uh, than his substance abuse. Um, but they, they only speculate this heart failure because um, no autopsy was carried out because it wasn't essential to do that in France at the time. So it could have been something. Could have been foul play for all they know. But yeah, NY Blues is a variation going to NY Blues rather than the Doors. NY, NY Blues is a uh, is a variation of a jump blues and uptown blues, uh, where the singer is more prominent and the music is slightly more sophisticated and jazzy um, than its roots. Like you were saying, Coisonous with the Louisiana stuff, talking like. Robert Johnson and people like that, you know, it's um, it's, it's grounded in that, you know, dun, 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 dun. whereas this has got the 12 bar feel to it, it's also got that wailing harmonica and it's got that grit to it. Where, yeah, it's, I mean, I dare say there's a version of this called Chicago Blues as well. Because as soon as I heard this, I thought, well, that sounds like it could come from like the Midwest, from, from Chicago and places like that. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's the, it's the doors, what else can you say? It's fantastic. I think it's a really good representation of 12, 12 bar, um, not 12 bar blues, uh, of um, NY blues as well, Neil. Artists that are uh, synonymous with 12 bar blues are BB King. Creedence Clearwater Revival, Bo Diddley, Gary Moore, um, songs like River Deep Mountain High uh, by Ike and Tina Turner, and See You Later Alligator. That's all sort of in that area of NY Blues. It's one of those genres where you can, as an artist, you can step into it that without realising you've stepped into it if, if you're doing that sort of bluesy area. It's, it's a nuance rather than a, a genre as it were. There's not one thing that sets it apart from everything else. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I used to crack Definitely in there. goes into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame. Yeah, if it was there. Interestingly, I kind of I mentioned earlier my my head to head this week uh, had kind of bluesy elements in it, and they are for men. Why? This is this is uh, this is probably a better representation of NY blues. To be fair. Right, so we, uh, it'll be my turn next time. Now I can't get hold of the Bible. So uh, does anybody want to choose me a genre? Okay. Oh, you have a game, Rich. Yeah. All right. Well, what about the guys from Titans? Have you got any? Do you know of any obscure genres you want to challenge Wayne with? This is interesting. <laughs> what have you covered already? That would be interesting to know. Uh, we're into our third year of this. We've done everything from crust punk to, um, oh God, let's go back. Wizard Rock. Wizard Rock, Choose yeah. <laughs> Choose have you, letter. Have you yeah. done... Have you done trip hop yet? No, we haven't done trip hop yet. Can't wait. Should we stick with trip hop, Rich? Or have you got the have you got a variation of the Bible? No, I've got one, but no. But judging by that reaction, you're definitely going to go out and listen to trip hop. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> On the next episode, I'm going to be finding the music of trip hop, and that'll be fine. I'm sure I'll find something I like. Uh, you're uh, going to find that one. <laughs> episode, aren't you? I shall find something. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, right, you can check out The Doors. It's The Doors. You can find them fucking anywhere. In, in doors in your house. <laughs> just have a look. Um, right. 
Uh, we move on now to the artist spotlight. Artist spotlight. Right, our artist spotlight this week is Titans of Doom, and I'll be ringing their song at Kill Trade. So, uh, for the listeners of town, tell us all about yourselves, boys. Tell us what you're about. Tell us everything there is to know about Titans of Doom. Mr. Frontman. Oh, just <laughs> three bad motherfuckers with a master plan, really. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't be that, because we're that, so. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, the original Titans of Doom. Okay. Um, Have we got a plan? No. <laughs> if you have, it's certainly one more plan than us. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're basically three guys. Uh, myself, Poisonous, uh, guitarist Lockie, and our DJ and producer, Rusty Nels. Unfortunately, can't be here today. Yeah, I'm really not doing a very good job of this, to be honest. But um, we are pretty much just uh, kind of like alternative band mixing a blend of different genres that are quite fucking anarchic with our message. And yeah, yeah. If you were to mix kind of uh, three completely different elements of genres into one band and somehow it seems to, we think, work, uh, this is it. Um, if you throw kind of rap metal, um, alternative rock, dr- drum bass, beats, um, rap, hip-hop, you, mean, you, know, you know. You mean all the songs you brought for your hidden masterpieces? If you take the two songs that we chose and throw them into a blender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he clocked it, he clocked it, man. Damn it. Forgetting Prodigy as well, but yeah, if you throw that in, yeah, perfect. That's us. Yeah. I think last time we went to see you, uh, well, the first time we saw you play, I, I sat there and I just kept really, just kept really much different different like uh, bands that you reminded us of so we had Pendulum we had uh, Rage Against the Machine like you say you had a Prodigy and it was just loads and loads and yet there aren't that many bands that can you know everybody likes to mix genres but Jesus I mean we, you know when you said pick a genre challenge we could have said just pick one of the genres from your music you know? <laughs> <laughs> well it's we, we we find it's more fun this way to do it in the kind mm. of um in in the car keys in the in the bowl kind of way um because <laughs> <laughs> that's how the band started basically yeah no one had to fuck though no one had to fuck though like so that that's a good thing it, it's i think ultimately for us it's on, on, a, on a more serious note i think from a from a genre perspective it was like we just went in with the with the thought of either this is going to work or not going to work. If it doesn't work, great. We've had an opportunity to play what we do. We've had an opportunity to do what we do four hours really loudly, and we can go back to our spouses happy and just whatever. If it works, then let's crack on with it. And ultimately, that led to this, and this is why we're here now, like because it just absolutely works. It was easy to it, it's easy to I think make music nowadays. You guys touched upon it, I think, when it, especially when it comes to certain genres like hip-hop, grime, drill. You have something that's like the rise of the SoundCloud rapper, the SoundCloud artist, and everyone's got the ability to do it. So being quite conscious of that, I think even though there was a, uh, there's a bunch of bands that, you know, you could say we sound like or that we remind you of, there's only really one of us. And as far as we can tell, there's not many sort of bands that tend to blend the genres that we do in the way that we do and end up with the results that we have. So I think there's something to be said for the madness within all of it as well. It's, it's a strange kind of chaos, but we seem to make it work. Mm. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, and your live set is just as good, if not better, than your your record you recorded work. Like when when I when I first listened to you, I thought it was like an amazing wall of sound, a beautiful wall of sound. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. That's brilliant to hear. Thank you. It's hard, and like you say, it's it's hard to put a pin on what you are, which is, which is good, I suppose. You know, it makes you stand out amongst the rest and. That night, you did stand out amongst, and I'd imagine in most of the gigs you do, you stand out amongst the most of the people you play with. I think even with, if we played big bands that are kind of rap metal at their core and played a night of that, you, we would stand out either way, for, for good or bad. I think that's a, a, a good thing for, and positive thing that I've come to learn about the band is we'll get an opinion either way, straight away. We're not middle of the road. You can hate us or you can love us and... I think that's a, a beautiful thing for us in this time where anyone can pick up a camcorder, a phone, whatever, record themselves lyrically or, or musically, and it all kind of sounds very much the same. And at least with our set, you come and see us live, you'll see the influences that we've got per song almost. You'll form an opinion. I mean, I'll, I'll take that 100%. Um, it's nice to hear if, we could, if there is people that we've kind of grown to... to listen to us over time and, and, and like us through time. But I think we, the way I perceive it, when we get compliments and, and criticisms from our live performances, you know straight away if you, if you like us or not. Um, yeah. But you'll hear a lot of the influences that we've got in our, in our live set. I think we, we really do focus on a live set and, and try and create music almost in two channels and I think album wise and song wise is quite different to, to how we are live I don't, I don't know if, if Coisonous would agree but I think you've got quite an atmospheric aspect to us through the albums and a, and a feel and that kind of doesn't come across on the live set sometimes it's the energy's there and it, it's it's a two-way kind of thing it, it, it's it's hard to describe but I think either way we would bring something to the table live that I don't think a lot of bands kind of do locally and hopefully it strikes a, an opinion good or bad really from us I think the atmosphere that you say is lacking in the live thing is um that, that's in the recorded I think it was intense when, when I saw you I thought it was intensified in the in the live set it was definitely there it was even even more so but you know music subjective to everyone so maybe that was just me I think the only people who are really going to disagree and dislike your music are going to be the purists, aren't they? You know, you're always going to get those. But th- those that are a bit more open-minded, I, I think there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people to love this music. I think that that's that's very lovely to hear. Thank you. I think um, I think coming from our as as a band. You know, as a collective, I think, like he touched upon it there, um, that, you know, locally, if we're talking about, let's just talk about the Midlands, um, the, the emphasis seems to be predominantly on, on like indie bands. And, uh, we're, we're not that. We're indie in the sense that we're independent, but we're not indie in the sense that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about, I don't know, whatever indie bands tend to talk about. Our sound doesn't sound like that. Our sound is completely different. But one one of the things when we talk about, I suppose, acceptance, because people have to, they, they have to want to accept what it is that you're bringing in order for them to want to continue to listen. And on that front, I think we've got a wonderful base of day ones that have been with us from day dot. It's lovely to pick up fans as we go and, and supporters as we go. And I think that that, for me, I think it's old hat to not be accepted immediately. Speaking personally, I, I can't really speak for Lockie or, or for or, uh, Rusty Nails, but for me specifically, uh, my background's hip hop. I absolutely adore hip hop. I've been writing for absolute years, uh, probably nearly 15 years now, recording for maybe what 10, 10 plus. And 
the reason why I think for me I've made peace with not accepting is that you have to meet a certain standard of either lyrics, which are incredibly generic within predominance of the mainstream hip-hop, which don't amount to anything. You're either talking about liquor or you're talking about guns or violence or you're just perpetuating a negative stereotype. I don't really wish to do that. I'd rather talk about things that are a bit more positive or point out the realities that are around us. And people don't want to hear that. They, want to, they don't really want to hear the uncomfortable truth. For me specifically, coming into the band it's a wonderful outlet for me at the same time because we share uh, well we collectively share a very uh, political mindset as well so there's not only the blending of genres musically that we we gel with but also the messages behind the song i think it's important to have music with a message i'm not saying you can't have music for a party if you have the opportunity to deliver a message why not actually take that opportunity and if you have the, the gift for it let's do it why not? I think that, uh, music's for different situations and different, uh, you know, different to- different times and whatever. You, you won't see no one at a disco dancing to listener. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Depends on the kind of discos you like to go to. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like a toddler's party. That'd be fucking ace, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Throw that listener on the kids. I love it. They're high on Say lyrics with a with, uh, sort of music with a message. I mean, the first song of yours I heard was. was Extra, extra. Was it that? Was it that impact? But uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the the lyrics of that just really connected with me at the time, particularly with what was going on a lot in in, in sort of the the political climate of the you know at, at the time. It was it was a song for that time, and uh, that's what I loved about. I, unfortunately, I missed your your um, your gig that uh, Wayne and Rich went to. In fact, I've missed a few because I, um, I work quite closely with. Um, Rusty nails. And that's what they call him at work as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't mean, I don't know what he said a few desks away. Rusty! He's a hard ass at work. That's why they call him that. <laughs> he, he's invited me to a few gigs and I've not been able to make them for whatever reason. But once this lockdown's over, I'll definitely uh, make a point for me to see you guys. And I'm looking forward to it. I think no, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. I think the the thing about you guys that that sets you apart is the message in your lyrics. You know, it's not all generic. It's not all oh baby baby love love. You know, that's the one of the things that sets you apart. And obviously, when we finished last season, we had conversations between the three of us, me, Neil and Rich, about how we're going to structure the show and the hidden masterpiece that that we take, that you've taken part in tonight was on the table to be thrown. And me and Neil were like, no, it can't be thrown because it helps us gateway into how. The artists have got their sound, and tonight is perfect. It's shown exactly how you guys have got from, you know, from your influences to where you are now. You've taken all the best bits and put it into this blender and come out with the way you guys sound. So, yeah, uh, thank you for that, because that's, that's one of the things that's, that's absolutely uh, uh, made the Hidden Masterpiece worth it. I think this is a great track, by the way. Um, I love the guitar sound in it. It feels like you've taken all the mid out of it, you know what I mean? It's just running on treble and, and bass and obviously the distortion, and it gives you that sort of laid-back-in-the-mix feel, and it feels like it's it's underneath your skin, almost, and I, I, I love that. Is that what you did? You take the mid out of it? Yeah, I really wanted the sound to just not sound like anything we'd done prior. There's another track that we do called uh, War on the Airwaves, which is the, it's quite a similar tone, but I just wanted it to sound a little bit kind of haunting, but with a, an upbeat melody almost, so hopefully there's a bit of a, a contrast that's kind of picked up on the track itself. Yeah. And I'd like to think that it kind of builds and grows. So obviously the distortion kind of comes in and then more effects kind of as the track builds and, and, and kind of comes to a crescendo. But it's interesting you say that about the tone. Yeah, I like it. It gives it sort of like a siren call to it almost, you know, and then mm. talking about kill trade, it's sort of like making people, uh, you know, 
aware of this thing. It gives it that lovely, like I say, a siren quality to it. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Obviously, you know, smashing out the park with the lyrics and everything about the song, the meet you pretty on, and the way it flowed on my playlist, it was like, yeah, this could be, you could be on a stage with any of those guys you got for the Hidden Masterpieces. You could have been there with them because it, it flows, the, my playlist went from Rage Against the Machine into um, Manoeuvre, what's his, I forgot his name? Roots Manoeuvre. Roots Manoeuvre into you guys and the way it flowed it was just like yeah there was no step taken you know what I mean so that's and that's how it works with the Hidden Masterpiece as well going into you guys and it was you'd, you'd be at home on a stage with those guys no no, no question about that you know that's, um, that's amazing thank you <laughs> I remember the first the first time Neil introduced you to to us. He, I think he said something. There's something like there's a guy at work who's in a band and uh, wants to bring his music or something. I don't know. And I wasn't expecting much. I was thinking, fucking, I just wanted Neil's mate to work. I was exactly the same. To be it's fair, I was like, uh, you know, kind of I, 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 yeah. nothing like faith in friends, is there? <laughs> so, so, some some said he was in the band. He described some the band DJ for me on. <laughs> He's quite the band to me. I mean, already, already, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, you see, because he, he's quite straight laced at work. He's, 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 uh, he's rusty nails. I can, I can imagine yeah. he's. Um, it'd be interesting to see him on stage, but I can imagine he's completely different to how he is at work. He's not. Um, you know, at work, he's more manicured. Yeah. But he's, um, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting less spreadsheets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when, when he when he described it to me. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a DJ. We've got a DJ. We've got a, uh, a singer and we've got a guitarist. Uh, and I was like, what? No bass? Uh, I don't need it. I, I do all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, mm, yeah, this is going to be interesting. And then the minute I heard it, I was like, this is actually good. But yeah, the first song, <laughs> I, heard, the first song I heard, and uh, it's it's on my regular listening playlist, is Prometheus. And it, I, don't, I was I was blew away, completely blew away. There's, I, I haven't... I'm not listening to anybody else doing that now. So yeah, good. That's that's. I, I can't thank you enough for for the kind words, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, and you know, I think I, it's interesting that you say, like Wayne, about the the fact that that track Kill Trade can just fit alongside those those other tracks that that uh, you played tonight. I think um, I take that as a huge compliment, personally, massive compliment. But. A massive compliment to, I think, Rusty as well in regards to the production on the beat and the overall mixing and the mastering of the track as well. Like, he's, his, the way that he's absolutely done that, like, I know that absolutely tonight, if he were here, he'd be talking about it. So you can only do it justice to talk about the, the awesome work that he puts in. But yeah, it's, for the three of us, it's a massive driving force. Like, he is, we've described him as the bit of the conductor in, in the past as well. And why well, I, I would stick with that, definitely. He, um, we, Kill Trade was an interesting track for me to write because the roots of it are sort of like a strange hybrid of a grime slash hip hop beat. So I sort of suggested a kind of beat, a skeleton of one. He produced, he made what he put together and we, the three of us just built on it and built on it with the guitar, with the vocals. I have to be honest, it was probably one of the hardest tracks I've had to write because it was a change of rhythm, a change of pace. The one thing that I'd say this track that everyone who's ever heard it says about it is that it really stands out. It's very different to the other stuff that we've done. It can be, it's got a serious message about the, the, the glorification of violence within uh, hip-hop, within grime, within, you know, within music generally, the, the, the kind of talking about weaponry, about drugs, about guns, about, you know, all that kind of shit when you don't need to. 
ultimately it's, it's using that as a trend. And even though that's a hard hitting message, I think with the way that we put the track together, the structuring of it, the production, the sounds, everything we've done with it, that can be played on radio easily. Uh, everyone has said that it could very much be, I hate to go mainstream with it because that's not something that we would ever want. Of course you want to go mainstream with it. Of course you do. No, 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 no. but I suppose the word I'm looking for is accessible. Accessible is is probably the word I think I'd go with. I think a lot of people have said it. And Prometheus, to to riff on that, Richie, as you've said, that was... When I first heard that bass, that was just absolute love, man. (laughs) The way that track came together, Lucky, you know, I was absolutely... I'd stepped out the studio for, for a smoke and really good shit at the time as well <clears throat> came back in about five ten minutes later and all i hear is that bass that you hear on prometheus and it's just pumping away and this beat playing over the top of it that was it i was in love i just sat there nodding my head and i'm sure Lockie will agree that we just built on that yeah that's it's it's rusty's sound that that dirty bass is just we love it like you can throw that onto any beat it makes you pull that face like you you, somebody next to you (laughs) doing a really nasty fart (laughs) the bass face (laughs) the bass face rusty though producer mix mixing and mastering has saved you a lot of fucking money i'd imagine well, he even is, now, even, even now, we, I'm sending guitar bits over to him. Like Coisness is, is getting bars together and recording them, sending them over, and he's he's, he's producing all of it from home, like, even in the current circumstances. And it's it's quite funny, really, that people will look at us and, and maybe have an opinion that it's kind of genres mashed up, and you know, it's not conventional to have no drummer and no bass player and and, and such. But at the moment, and even up until this point, to be able to produce from within and and have that kind of that asset to our our band is is so invaluable to be able to send bits and he'll send some versions back and we'll be mixing as we're going and you know like you say the cost obviously is, is a massive thing for when you're, you're a new band starting up but just to have that that asset in in rusty nails to to be able to do that is, is invaluable to us so yeah absolutely it's 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 great that, that yeah, he's getting a bit of a bit of the respect that he deserves, I suppose. Yeah. yeah definitely. So, so definitely. Um, obviously, we're all on lockdown at the moment. But uh, once all this is over, what comes next for the Titans of Doom? Well, I think we we actually took a sort of slightly point five next step at the start of April, wasn't it? Lucky it was. Uh, we released our uh, the remix EP yeah. of, uh, of Versus. So that's remix. Uh, that's Versus Round Two. We that's currently out now on uh, on Bandcamp on Spotify. So go get that. Go grab that. Listen to it. It's basically remixes of the the, the tracks that we put out uh, on the Versus EP. So that that shouts out to Fortitude also Syncopation. Yeah. Syncopation, Rudy, and also our very own Rusty Nails, who left uh, for At The Mercy. So, yeah, definitely go go listen to those. But, yeah, to, to sort of answer your question a very roundabout, long way, and <laughs> Lucky touched on it, lockdown hasn't stopped us from creating. It won't. There's no point. And when I say there's no point, it's like it's something that we're here to do. It's something we can't stop doing anyway. So why are we going to let something like a lockdown stop us? We're not. So we're cracking on with ideas. We're getting concepts down. We're getting rough recordings down. Um, we are planning a fourth EP, if not a whole album. We haven't really got a date for that yet. 
yet, but there's there's a lot we're looking to build. And currently, we're looking to try and build some links with local artists as well at the same time. So just just watch this space. There's still a lot more to come from us, definitely. A lot more. Excellent. Uh, right, so we're rounding up to the end of the show then, fellas. On the next episode, who is the guest on the next episode, Richard? Uh, we've got Todd Warnermore next time. So Todd Warnermore. Uh, he's been yeah. on so a couple of times, hasn't he? He's been on, a, has he been on the main show. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have him yeah. on because he's living in Hong Kong, he's, isn't he? Yeah, because he's at, um, he was there sort of very zen kind of. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very and then, and then, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Todd Moore. Yeah, so Todd Moore's on, on the uh, show for next time. Rich is running away with the show's uh, head-to-head competition. He's now uh, five five wins to Rich, two wins to me and one win to uh, Neil. The hidden oh, she thought you'd won more than that, way. No, I only won two this year. Yeah. Rich, is, Rich is stamping it out this year. The hidden masterpiece will be brought by Todd Warner Moore. Uh, the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go is, oh, brilliant. Yay. Trip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and cheers guys are brilliant <laughs> yay go team Woo. Um, hey, I could have said synth 80 synth for, for a bit of Richie bit of Newman or something like. I don't fucking love that either <laughs> did it <laughs> and uh, and to round off next time we uh, we have time to warn them all with the artist spotlight go and check out all the bands we've mentioned tonight go and check out Alpha Chrome Yayo uh, go check out Wooden uh, Listener go check out The Electric Mess check out the hidden masterpieces bought by the guys from Titans of Doom which were Roots Maneuver and Rage Against the Machine go go check out The Doors we've already said this The Doors are ace go check out The Doors and obviously go check out our special guest tonight uh, Titans of Doom you can find them on all the streaming platforms pretty much because their name is very unique Titans of Doom you can find them anywhere including this song Tr- Kill Trade yeah, have I missed anything fellas you can just chat to, on, uh, chat to us on Twitter and Insta if you want like, we don't buy it well I might but... <laughs> not hard <laughs> no, no, even if you ask nicely, I, I actually just. I just anyway. <laughs> yes, and you can find the podcast on Spreaker, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Podcast Addict, on Pod on Podchaser you can find us on iHeartRadio you can find us on YouTube you can find us on Tuning Radio you can find us on Deezer on other stuff yay there's a, there's a few <laughs> what are you going to keep going <clears throat> also iTunes please if you like the show if you listen to the show and if you're an artist because every artist has an iTunes account please go and Give us a rating on iTunes and uh, give us a, a say something nice about us because it helps. Especially us if you think we deserve five stars. Yes, it helps us get the podcast out, and if we're getting the podcast out, it means we're getting the artists out as well. If so. you don't think we deserve five stars, don't bother. Not this yes. again. Not, not this again. Four stars is all right. Three. Not so sure about three. <laughs> no, Neil went. If we love some three stars as well, <laughs> Neil will. <laughs> familiar freestyle why are you listening to us all uh, right yeah go check out all the artists if you like their work buy their work that's yes. pretty much the end isn't it you can uh, you can also support us on patreon if you like it's uh, is it three dollar is it three pound is it rich well, i forgot what it three was dollars. three dollars three dollars we got some three uh, dollars. you get easy early access to the podcast we've also got a few uh, videos exclusively for patreon on, on there and all the rest of it so we are at the end all that's left to say is i've been wayne i've been richie Deal. they've been Times of doom. thank you for listening if indeed you still are goodbye, goodbye.
kill trades out the display in popular culture and shouts on mixtapes rounds of applause and applause made about how it's hard to walk without a switchblade life in the circle of death got fucked out strife in the belly got you feeling that it fucked up validated by it once you say being drugged out a new kind of conscious the rest is all dumped down smaller life that would talk of death they go and shoot their mouth off like the sword of lead glorified that they tore the flesh when the truth they're an act up and who the labels for a check play your position get paid so prisoners away your proposition with the violence they spin the truth is on glitch not a damage that you bling it they'll kill to every life end up dead to really live it Living to the youth then Could they really do ten? Could they grab a gun and go shoot men? Not because you said they don't take it there Don't need to encourage them Maybe just fool them Don't fool them with the slick talk And try cutting back on the lines of brick talk Not sling away You just hate your big boss And think that spine's beating violent discourse Talk about discourse Made with that piece Murder ain't money What I call your stacks be If your drug game's so big The rap free And if your rap game's so tight Just rap me I'm fitting in with a lack of lyricism Trap house bars and a lack of simple rhythm No gun talk here But you shoot words off about those who preach that deficit I'm sitting in in the cell in a bigger prison be the bigger person not another prism no fun taught them when you're locked in the pen with the consequence of a bad decision we don't punch or kill trade I say we don't love your kill trade It's official, summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. 
Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.